everybody welcome back to another episode of the best sports podcast in pennsylvania you guys already know so we're gonna skip the intro but today guys today we got a collaboration again here not a collaboration i'm just saying that because for those of you that have been watching on youtube you've only been seeing one of us or you've been seeing debates so today we got my man stoop in the building with me again because you know it's thursday so stoop i just want to say what's up man how the hell are you doing this week I'm good, man. I'm good. You know, sitting back here, you know, reminiscing the season or whatever. It's just definitely, definitely great to do. But like you said, it's very sad. It's coming to an end for us. Yeah. As football season. Anytime so, we got to do an award show, it's sad. Because you, know it, you know what it reminds me of? You remember when we put out our first uh, fantasy football rankings for a suit? Yeah. It feels like we just did that like last week, how hard that was to do. And now, now earlier I had to talk about the ranking, the, the teams. Now we're talking about awards. It's like, let's just go back in time and start football over again. You know? Yeah, give us a couple more weeks, man. Like, yeah. rewind it. It's like, you man. Know, like, it's like, man, can we fast forward to like the next season yeah. to start? Or can we, we just, just like. skip over, you know, that. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm good. Exactly, hey. man. Let's let's start another season. I don't even need preseason in my life. Let's go straight to. Season. I hear you, man. Or or let's just skip the March. We should just skip the March Madness. You know, we got right. that coming up. I'm the. That's about the next thing I'm looking forward to. That's a religion, bro. <laughs> yeah, dude. I mean, I can't wait for that. We're gonna be talking more about that, guys, because I I gotta get accustomed to these teams coming up. So I'm gonna get into that more. I I don't know any of the college basketball teams, bro. I mean, I know some of them. I, like, I, I, I've been watching them a little bit, and, of course, Temple's right there. Yeah. So I've been, I've been tuning in some, some Temple games. And kind of the higher-ranked guys like Baylor, that's about it. Yeah. I mean, I've seen UCLA play, Gonzaga play. Uh, yeah. You know, them all, all the Blue Bloods, all them guys. But I got to get accustomed to it if we're going to be talking about it yeah. and doing our March Spanish pools. But we're looking forward to that next. That's next today. Today, guys, we got the Stoop. NFL awards. And it's going to be fun. We got 14, 15 categories we're going to be talking about, but we're going to be going in depth on a couple of them. And my man Stoop right here, if you guys aren't following us yet on our Facebook group, then I I, I really don't know what you're doing. I really don't. Me either. Me either. I have no idea. Like, like I always say at the beginning of every single podcast that I do when I'm alone, if you're not watching, you're missing out on, on Real Sports Fans. Real sports talk, not the hot takes you see on ESPN or FS1. Without, so we should na- not name, but <laughs> just saying, like this is yeah. real sports talk with real fans, like real guys who know the game. It don't get no better than that. Yeah, it dude. Don't. I mean, I'm like, I'm in a couple other groups. I just check to see what these people post. And man, like you said, it, I feel like I'm in an episode of uh, of of Stephen A. Smith on here. Some of the shit they put, bro. <laughs> 
I just comment, and I'm trying not to be disrespectful, but I'm like, I don't know what you see or think in sports. You should not be in a sports group. Like, some of these Ben Simmons trades I see in these groups are horrible. Like, just horrible. I'm like, they're terrible. Not they're terrible. Like, Except for the Atlanta one I saw all the time. Yeah. The Atlanta one was good, but, but that's a different time. <laughs> yeah, but I'm just saying, guys, like, my man Paulie here, he put together a group. We got a lot of very knowledgeable sports fans that we talk about every sport from unbiased positions, some of us. <laughs> Actually, the majority of Some us. Of us. Yeah, majority do, of us. Listen, listen. We're everybody got got some bias towards them in in, in a sport. Whether it's your home team, your favorite player, that's just part of the game. It's just you have to present them right, and that's what we do here. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna be like, like you know what I'm saying? Like what we do bring real shit. I mean, I've said plenty of times how much Aaron Rodgers annoys me, but he's my he's my quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, it's being real. We be. At the end of the day, we're real. So I mean, I dig it. That, so, it doesn't get no better in the stupid life. Yeah, and no. my side of the block podcast file is right behind it. So it's like, and we got way more to come. In the live debates, we're making debate into a sport, basically. We ready. We ready. We lined up. This is competitive. Fuck this yeah. is competition at this point. This is great, and it's all fun and games, but it's competition. Yo, if I could tell, if I if I could stream the conversation of the group of the next podcasters that are going to be debating. Right here, yeah. y'all will be cracking up. I wake up to 60 <laughs> messages, and I'm like, yo, one week, baby. I can't wait. So shout out to Dave and Craig, because I'm telling you guys, like, it's going to be a fun debate to watch. Uh, they're, they're going at it every single day. And I'm like, like you, <laughs> bro, I'm telling you, I had like 70 messages for it, and I was like, Jesus. I think these guys are going to bring a lot of knowledge to it because I'm not like everybody knows who these guys are. These two, these these two tennis players, everybody knows who they are. But Dave and you know Mr. Flawless himself, <laughs> I think they're really going to break it down. Like I, I really, I, I'm I'm going to literally like shut the fuck up and just listen because during the debate you are you're trying to learn. So I, I can't wait, man. I'm really excited. yeah. That's what's cool about it too because like I was actually looking up some information about these guys. And it just I'm not, for for one I'm never gonna be a huge tennis player or Mm-mm. a fan, but I'm a fan of athletes. I'm a fan of competitors. And man, th- th- these two guys, Roger Roger Federer and Rafael Nadal, phenomenal, phenomenal competitors. Could be right up there for the best ever. <laughs> and uh, it's gonna be it's a fun debate. Yes. But anyway, let's get back into our topic. There, we just wanted to give you guys a little breakdown of what we do here on the podcast and in Stoop Life. So join up. It's in our links. Follow it up. So today, we're going to start with the most prestigious award, MVP, most valuable player. But I want to start off by saying that we know the NFL, it's a political vote, you know? Like, it's it a quarterback thing. I agree. It's a quarterback thing. And I want to start off by saying that if we were voting, in my personal opinion, Cooper Cup is the MVP, in my opinion. I agree. Uh, I agree. It, if it was up to me, I'm right with you. It got to be Cooper Cup. Yeah. It got to be. His numbers people, are phenomenal. Like I say, the people have chosen Aaron Rodgers, though. Yeah. So that's why I wanted to say I forgot. Thanks for bringing that up. So, guys, so we're going to have two takes on these awards. One is actually what you guys voted. Paulie's going to be hitting you guys with that, with what he voted, and then a little bit of his opinion. And then I'm going to be giving you my my opinion on the other side because Paul put yeah. together a, a string of polls for like a couple weeks now, and y'all voted. So he has the picks from everybody in our group, so we want to see who they have. So MVP, who'd the group have? The people who loved Aaron Rodgers. You know, I was actually surprised about that because I saw in the beginning everybody was voting for Tom Brady. They yeah, were, Brady yeah. Had, Brady had a nice little, you know, run, and all of a sudden 
AR took off. You know, I, that, mean, I guess that's what I want to talk about real quick about yeah. you not being biased at all because you have been adamant saying it's not Aaron Rodgers the entire time. And, and I don't think it is. You know what I mean? He's he's having a, a great year statistically, but it's not like blown out of the water statistically. Forty one hundred yards passing. Yeah, I mean, I mean it's nothing yeah. oblivious. You know what I mean? It's not. He's, he's number ten. Low. Number ten in yards. Yeah, it's not. He's a t- not a typical it's, MVP. It's nothing crazy. I think honestly, think this has been Aaron Rodgers' year to say I'm just doing my job. Yeah, As, you know, that's what I'm looking at. Being a Packers fan for twenty plus years, that's what I see Aaron Rodgers doing his job this year. So that's why Cooper, in my opinion, has got to be Cooper Cup. Yeah, I agree. I think and Cooper it, Cup. His number and a strong second is Jonathan Taylor. You know, but listen, earlier in the year, I think about week fourteen, we both agreed JT should be MVP. They're even doing hashtag JT MVP, and then the Colts shit the bed because of Carson Wentz, and then his MVP went through down. Went down because honestly, like, dude, his numbers are insane. He had three hundred and thirty-two carries, like eighteen hundred yards. Literally, he's literally the Colts offense. Why you have Michael Pittman Jr. sitting over there? But your offense is ran through your running yeah, back. Dude, like, this is like great. And the thing is, they were and stacking they the box. The playoffs, it yeah, they stacked the box. He was still getting yards. Like it was, was, it was phenomenal. It's 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 a powerful thing knowing. Okay, I'm getting the ball. They know I'm getting the ball. I'm still gonna wreck. Yeah, and then I JT. Mean, it's one of them four. What? Yeah. What Cooper Cup has done this year though is amazing. Unreal. Unreal. I can I can sit down. I, I've said it numerous times. I could sit down and break down Cooper Cup routes all day because yeah, they're dude. so beautiful, fluent. He's like you said the other day, his season. route running, dude, is phenomenal. It's, like it's phenomenal. a beautiful thing to watch. It's almost a religious thing because, like, see, what I want people to understand, like, I'm, I'm not going to go off talk to him. I'm talking about Cooper. When Cooper runs his routes, he's not doing it to dog you. He's doing it to break you down. Like, a lot of times running his routes, his, he's a, he runs a lot of option routes. Yeah. Which means he chooses what he does. And he's breaking. He he knows he knows every little tendency. He you could tell he studies his, his opponent. He yeah. studies the, the D backs he's seeing this week. Absolutely, he did that yeah. in the conference That's game. Yeah. If I'm the Bengals, I'm worried. Yeah, yeah. Eli Apple won't stop him. So let's get back to our MVP real quick because we're gonna come right back to Cooper Cup here. Uh, in my opinion, I think Brady's gonna get the award now. He retired, and I think the voters are gonna give it to him. He led the league in yards, he led the league in touchdowns, he led the league in completions and attempts, and top five in percentage, number two in quarterback rating. Yes. I, listen, I don't think it's Brady. I'm a Brady guy. I think it's Aaron Rodgers because they were the number one seed, and this man had 37 touchdowns and four picks, and two of those interceptions came week one. He threw two picks yeah. the rest of the year. That's, That's how, amazing. Dude, I mean, in now, my opinion, your watching. Argu- your argument for Brady is strong, though. Because this was his best year. I'm not voting for Brady, though. And I love Brady. I'm not voting for him, yeah. though. I mean, but it's a good argument, though. Like, if the league gives it to him. Yeah, I can absolutely I don't say think it. A lot of people, I don't think a lot of people would go, oh, it's because he retired. Like, Brady bought out this yeah. year. I think Brady and, and Rodgers were head to head. I can't stand Brady. I'm, I am and I can't stand Rodgers. And we're voting opposite. But, but he bought the fuck out yeah, this dude, year. I like, think he has a stronger case to, make, to get that award. So... 
Plus, he just retired, like you said, so he might say here. Yeah, I think they're gonna. Thing, I think they're gonna end up pushing him up. They're gonna give it to Brady, you yeah. know, because the the league. Yeah. <laughs> the league. First off, the league doesn't like Aaron Rodgers for what he did and how he's been all year. So that kind of puts him yeah. down. They love Brady. He the goat. The hairness yeah. is retiring. I think Brady gets the award. But in my opinion, I'm sure. voting for Aaron Rodgers because for two from a fan. Like, I'm not a fan of Aaron Rodgers, but I'm a fan of what he stood for and that he spoke up. So outside the outside of the field, that gave me a, a credit to vote for him. But we can't put that into the play for MVP, but I did. Uh, but that, then it, they got the number one seed. Um, you know, they won games with people being hurt. Uh, yeah. I just think Rodgers got that vote for me, but it's going to be tough. But let's go back to the offensive player of the year. So we got we got two guys we already talked about. But how about the third guy? How about the third guy we're talking about? We already know who that is. My man Debo. Listen. First of all. That guy's a weapon. Let's, let's just let's lay the rest real quick with Debo. He's not a wide receiver. He's not a running back. He's, he's an athlete. He yeah. like, there's, there's nothing on that field he can't do. It's, it's, I, I might talk about Cooper Cup, but in my opinion, Debo's a little bit more dang, dangerous because he can get out there and he can make other things happen. You know, Cooper's going to beat the shit out of you in the routes. He's going to, you know, make great catches on you. Debo, on the other hand, bro, you give him the ball in space, they don't give a fuck how they do it. He's going to do something with Yeah, dude, I mean, phenomenal guy to watch. I love watching him. Uh, he had 77 catches, 1,405 yards, 59 rushes, 365 yards, eight total touchdowns. If he would have had more touchdowns, he would have won offense player there. Oh, my God, yeah. I literally low-key think next year he could possibly have a 1,000-thousand season. Imagine him with a running quarterback. Imagine them placing in Trey Lance that he actually pans out to be good. His numbers will be even better. Oh, man. He'd be nasty. Yeah, he'd be nasty. nasty. He's nasty. But for me, offensive player of the year is Cooper Cup. The guy had 145 receptions, 1,947 yards, and 16 touchdowns. Led the league in all of them. He's the white Jerry Rice, baby. The white Jerry Rice. Yeah. Uh, but then on top of that, we got JT. JT's right there. 332 carries, 1,811 yards, 18 touchdowns. So, I mean, you got an argument for any three of them, but I mean, I don't yeah. see how you don't vote for Cooper Cup. Like, I don't. The people, the people, the people said it. It's Cooper Cup. Yeah, I think I'm it's not Cooper disagreeing Cup. with him. Now I'm not disagreeing with him because if the Colts would have actually moved on and progressed to the playoffs, it's JT. Yeah, I agree. But but Cooper got it. He wrapped it up. Triple crown winner. He's even showing in the playoffs how how valuable he is to this team. Oh, dude! Like, like you just said, there's, there's, he, we can sit here. Like he's having one of the best playoffs. We could do a whole podcast just talking about issue. Cooper Cup. Like for real. Like he's a beast. About how he is. He's a beast. Uh, he, he. You know what? Also, I like about him. He seems like a, a quarterback's receiver. Like if that makes sense. Like there's a lot of guys out there that yeah. just like they, like they got that connection right away. Like right away, okay. and I don't. I, it's scary. It's scary because I think that has a lot to say with Matt Stafford as well, though. Not knocking Stafford. I love Stafford, okay. but man, the, like you said, the route running of Cooper Cup feels like you could have placed even Jared Goff back in that offense, and he would have had very good numbers. I don't think he would have had the had same numbers. He still would have had a career year. So yeah, I mean, he had a career year. Just the way he, the the way he plays the game is just like I see the way he breaks these D bags down and. Like Antonio Brown did it like that back in the day. Yeah. Jerry Rice did it like that like, back in the day. They broke you down. You know what I mean? Yeah. He feels like they're a killing, guy that like, like killing. dude. He's he's fast. He's strong. He can block. Like yeah. this dude does everything. 
Now, now let's talk about the I next award. I didn't know Cooper Cup was 6'2 either. I thought he was like a mean, like 5'11, 6 foot. 6'2. Nah, he's a big dude. He's a big guy. He's a big guy, man. You know, I, I liked him before. Uh, I, just, I never knew he was this good. And I, th- I don't think. I think he's one of them players that puts all the work in and just progresses. Yeah. He just. I don't know how he's going to get any better. So I can only see him declining from here. But then again, like, it's your first year with Stafford. Like, usually you're better the second. So I'm. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. Let's talk about next. Okay. Defensive player of the year. There's only one choice, right? Only mm-hmm. one choice? Yeah, absolutely. The I mean, defensive player of the year? Yeah. The people, I'm going to say what the people took. They took JJ, TJ Watt. I don't see no, I have no beef with that. No. Yeah. I have no beef with TJ Watt because what he did, what he did um, to like, Come back, get those twenty one and a half sacks, dude. I mean, bro, it it was beautiful. First off, he had twenty two and a half sacks. And my bad. Second, second bad. off, he should have had twenty three and a half. They fucked him. Uh, but another thing he had, he had twenty two and a half sacks with twenty one tackles for a loss. I mean, listen, he was a beast. I, I don't think there's any other choice for Defense Player of the Year, especially after he ended up getting that sack number right there. I mean, there's no other choice. Like, he's phenomenal. I do have a question I want to ask, ask you here while we're talking about him. Who do you think is better at this stage of their career? Is it what J.J. Watt was at this stage, or is T.J. Watt what he is? All right, so I'm going to break it down like this. J.J. J.J. was out there swatting balls. He was out there... Dropping back, trying to get interceptions. I think he was trying to do a lot for his team. Now, TJ's just beating the shit out of you. TJ's just dominating. The more dominant player is TJ. I agree. The more, I would say the more, like, I don't know how to explain this. Like, I, like I just did with JJ. He just does more for his team. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's, no, I agree That's too. what I can say. He does, he did more for his team. Like I said, and balls down. He was JJ Swat at one point. Yeah. It was money if he put his hands up. Money. And TJ's just literally just getting off the ball, beating their best left tackle. And he, Dumb. not to mention, TJ's great, amazing against the run. Dude's a beast. I love watching that guy play. I hate the Steelers, but dude's a beast. And uh, he's, he's oh, just getting better. Good. Hopefully, he gets stays healthy, doesn't get injured. Like, you know, he, he already gets injured, but hopefully, he doesn't get worse. So we'll put it. Yeah, it doesn't get worse. Yeah. He's a tough guy. We got, we got, we got to see though. We'll be, he'll be good. But he's definitely defense yeah. player of the year. TJ Watt. He's yeah. a sack king, in my opinion. Uh, the next award we got. I'm actually curious on this one. We got the comeback player of the year, and I think this is uh, the first year that I actually like this award. Usually, I don't like the award because it's always like some random quarterback that really didn't even get hurt. Like Carson Wentz was on the list here. He didn't get hurt. He was just, he was just horrible. You know, yeah. we remember putting this, putting our votes out there in the beginning of the year, and we talked about how Carson Wentz was on it, and we laughed, and we laughed at it. Uh, he almost won, you know, he, hey, he was right up there. He's like top five, though, for the award. Um, but who do the people got for this award, man? The people chose uh, Joe Burrow. I don't, I don't argue Who's with that. Who's not playing in the Super Bowl. Like, yeah. comeback player of the year. You know, uh, I have no beef with that. I have no beef. Joey B is slick. Man, he's a bad man. He led the league in uh, completion percentage. You know what I love about Joe Burrow, too, which is is more impressive at the more you get to watch him? I've never seen a quarterback come back from an injury 
and take a whooping and just continue to keep taking a whooping and doing this thing. Oh, like it's, it's crazy. Game, it was- Dude, it's crazy though because like you usually see these quarterbacks when they come back from an injury, they fall on the ground quicker, they roll yeah, out, they do things they're not accustomed with. Not Joe Burrow, man. Joe Burrow, is, he, he's just straight to it. He's just right to it. And I like that. However, I didn't take him. Oh, I didn't take Joe Burrow. Listen, I took Nick Bosa because no I I have two reasons why. I like to try and make these as unquarterback as we can. Uh, I have no problem with Joe Burrow winning. I have no problem with Dak Prescott winning, to be honest. Um, But Nick Bosa, man, like 15 and a half sacks, 21 tackles for a loss coming from a guy who also tore his ACL on the defensive end. That's hard to do, man. Like, you don't really see a guy come back from an ACL injury on defense that's been as electric as he was to just come back to natural form. It, it's phenomenal. And I honestly think he was better this year. Like, better. <laughs> like, he transformed his game a lot more. Like, he was always good against the run, but he was he was bad. He can read a run like it's nothing now. Like, he, yeah. the way the way he he's so good just getting off that ball. Like, he, I always talk about his gas tank. That's what he has. That it's un, it's unstoppable, man. It's like, unreal. It's listen. I mean, I love watching the guy play. I hate the San Francisco 49ers, but I love watching that guy play. You know, he's good. But I, I can't argue. Joe Burrow. He's probably gonna get the award, and rightfully so. Guy had a great year. Great year. Now we got we got we got an argument here. We got two guys in the running for this one for Coach of the Year. Who do people take for Coach of the Year? Yo, I I cannot say it's not Zach Taylor. We got a lot of Bengals stuff going on Zach here. Taylor. Yeah, you know, Zach uh, literally, he literally got this team. I was looking up who who people were voting for and who was the favorite. Surprisingly, Zach Taylor's number two. Number one really? was Mike Vrabel, and yo, I, yo, I didn't know these numbers for Mike Vrabel. So listen to this, guys. He had the most starting lineups ever in NFL history in a single season. He started the most people ever in a season for the NFL. They started like 76 players and shit like that. Like, it's crazy. And they're still the number one seed. They lost Derrick Henry, still the number one seed. Their whole line got hurt, that, still the number one seed. That right there shows a, a sign of a good coach. She kept them together. My thing is this, though. My thing is this. The division was very weak. Yes. Their schedule was very weak. And I'm taking the guy that took his team from three wins to the Super Bowl. And this this has to do with even them not making the Super Bowl. Even a three-win team to a 10-win a team winning probably one of the top two toughest divisions in football. You won the division. And that's coach of the year, in my opinion. Like, that's yeah, coach yeah, of the year. North ain't no joke, man. Yeah, I got to agree with you on this one. Yeah, I got Zach Taylor. I'm with the people. I hope he wins, too. I hope he wins. it. I mean, yeah. Uh, we got, we got another. Yeah, I think it's gonna be, it's gonna be a tough call. We got another category here. We got assistant coach of the year or coordinator of the year. There's only one. I don't think you put oh, this Dan up for Quinn. a vote, but uh, Dan Quinn, yeah. Dan Quinn, like Dan Quinn is what he did with that defense was beautiful. It, it, granted, it fell apart. It got really exposed throughout the year, but what he that that defense came a long Yo, way since last you know, year. You know what? nothing. People, they like to put, oh, well, they had a lot of turnovers. They had a lot of interceptions, this and that. One thing that gets overlooked about this defense, they were number two in the league in quarterback pressure and quarterback hits. 
They're only going to get better at that the next year under Dan Quinn. And that's impressive. They went from 29th to 2. That's not even with the turnovers. I ain't talking about turnovers. They were getting to that quarterback. That's what Dan Quinn does, though. Unbelievable. That's his style of defense. He's like that in Atlanta. He's getting to the quarterback. That's all that he wanted. Yeah, I agree. I mean, like, the stuff that he did and the fact that he stayed. Like, I I don't know if he's staying because he thinks – First off, I don't like any of the other jobs either. We all know Mike McCarthy's probably going to get fired next year because he's going to suck. But does he think he's going to get this job over Sean Payton? If Sean Payton comes back, maybe that's why he stayed. I don't think Sean Payton's going to come back. I don't know. They joked about it in the Netflix movie. He looks burnt out. He looks, he looks burnt out. <laughs> yeah, but did you see the new Netflix movie where they were joking about it? The Kevin James movie? Yeah. No, home team with, <laughs> yeah. With, uh, yeah, I seen it. It was hey. a little, little kooky, but... There's a lot of little um, cuts in it for his actual real life in the movie, though, for Sean Payton. But I yeah. think, uh, listen, if I'm Dan Quinn, I know what he's doing. A couple more mistakes by McCarthy, you take over. Hey, not a bad coach. He's a good coach. I think he's good. He's, people forget Dan Quinn was a head coach in this league. So yeah. a very good head coach. He can easily step in. And take over. Yeah, easily. Mike easily. McCarthy, I told, I told Cowboy fans this. I told him he's going to do what he does in the playoffs and gets real conservative. Yeah. He gets really, really conservative, and he did. Yeah. Yeah, extremely conservative, and they lost. Hey, that's what happens. Typical Cowboys, typical McCarthy. Yeah, playing the refs. But anyway, 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 anyway. We got, we got offensive rookie of the year. We know what the people voted for for this one, so give is it there us. anybody? Is I don't think there's anybody close to this man. The people agree with me. I'm sure you're gonna agree with me. Yeah, Jamar Chase. Yeah, it's not even close. Not even close. Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase is just a different breeder. He's elite. Listen. He's elite. He's like he's already in his prime and he's, and he's getting better. Yeah, that's uh, sick. Until that's I will say this about this award: until the last three weeks of the season. It was a toss. It wasn't a toss up, but it was a close call between Chase and Mac Jones. When he put up yeah. two hundred and some yeah. yards against the Chiefs, oh, it's gone. Yeah, yeah. It's gone. Mac oh. Jones. Mac Jones. He. If he would have just kept it together towards the end, he, yeah, you're right. He he could have easily took those. You know, ways. like I I I think Mac Jones fell off a little bit because of Belichick. Believe it or not, I think Belichick put too much restraints on the guy. You know, like you have to throw it one time in a game, like. You can't, yeah. you can't do that to a quarterback, yeah, bro. Just, like, just to go, buddy, they was on the ball. Yeah, the ball. like, I mean, like. They won, they was on the ball. Yeah, but still, like, that that's mentally fucking your quarterback rookie. I don't know if yeah. it, he took a, a factor on that, but the next game he threw, like, four picks. So, yeah, I mean, it, him up. I mean, he's a rookie coming from Saban. Probably not, but you never know. But Jamar Chase is a lock. We got a lot of Bengals going on here. <laughs> it just shows how good of a year they had. Um, Turn that team around. Next, we got Defensive Rookie of the Year. Same thing. Only one. I think there's only one. Um, Michael Parsons. And people yeah. agree with me. I agree with people, of course. Yeah. I'm sure I, you agree with us. Actually, I forgot, I forgot before the Rookie of the Year conversation. I want to bring up Jamar Chase's numbers, just so you guys get a reference. Okay. As a rookie, he had, believe it or not, this is not even close to number one for rookies, but I don't know how. He had a phenomenal year. He had 81 catches. 1,455 yards and 13 touchdowns. You got to add that he broke Chad Johnson's uh, single-season record. His rookie yep. Year. But the crazy thing is he didn't break Justin Jefferson's record, which is crazy. Justin Jefferson's beast. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he, he, 
he was waiting for Randy Moss's record, and that's crazy. Yeah, uh, I just wanted to point that out, that we had two guys back-to-back from the wide receiver position that broke records yeah. that were phenomenal, that were clearly <laughs> lifetime players, and it was great to see him. So and that's all. about that. You know Justin Jefferson didn't get, the, he didn't get that award last year. They gave it to the quarterback. Yeah, which was stupid. Justin Jefferson. So I would be shocked if Mac Jones is sitting in the Pro Bowl right now. I won't be shocked if he wins the award. Me either. And I hope he doesn't because Jamar Chase should win the award. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but defensive player of the year. We got one guy. We got the Nittany Lion. Michael Parsons. Yeah, Michael Parsons. It's Michael Parsons. He, he was almost up there for defensive player of the year if it wasn't for yeah. the last couple games of T.J. Watt. Yeah, he was in the conversation. I, what makes him so good is that he's all over the field. But I also think that's why he's not winning Defensive Player of the Year. You know, uh, I always said this: like I, I hate the up Cowboys. I just hate it. But well, now Michael Parsons is great. Guy's a great player. I've always seen the interviews on Michael Parsons. I love him. He's funny. He's a funny dude. Uh, he seems like a good guy. You know, he learned from his past. He seems like a good guy. But man, yo, know, if this guy would play one position, he would have either a fuck ton of tackles and fumbles, or he might break the sack record. Like, he's that good. He's so good. He's very versatile. And I don't think we've seen a player that's actually been his type. You know, like, he's, yeah. a, he's a positionless position linebacker. It's been a while since we've seen a guy at his position be so good everywhere. Yeah. Like, he's not just rushing the quarterback or just grabbing the tackles. Yeah, so this guy had 13 sacks. It's been a while since we had a linebacker like that. His Darius Leonard, hold on. Hold on. Darius Leonard is like that. And I'm mad he he didn't get a single nod for the defense player of the year. It's because he got out with COVID for two weeks. He was out for a couple weeks. You know, that hurt him, too. It hurt their team, too. Yeah. Yeah, uh, but Michael Parsons, man, defensive rookie of the year. Let me read you his numbers, guys. 13 sacks, 20 tackles for a loss, three forced fumbles, and 84 tackles. That's not like a versatile numbers that you see from a guy that plays his position. That's impressive. And he's a rookie. Hey, look out. Listen, hopefully the Cowboys don't fuck up his career, but through the beast. No, I think... I, I think he's a mate. That's the reason why uh, Dan Quinn might actually be something. Yeah. He likes his defense the way it is. Yeah, that's a good point. And he doesn't want that to change again. That's a good point. Good point there. I like it. So, if we had to choose, who is the rookie of the year out of those two? Out of those two? Yeah. Jamar Chase. Yeah. I, he takes listen. over games. Not saying, not saying Micah doesn't take over games, but Jamar takes over games. That, that was my point, too. Like, it's the position Michael Parsons plays, which kind of doesn't allow him to, you know, get that game winner interceptions or something like that. Um, yeah. But like you said, Jamar Chase was the reason why the Bengals won a lot of those games. So I had to roll with yeah. uh, Jamar Chase for Rookie of the Year as well. I agree. Um, it's great. And now, now I got, I got, I got this next category, guys. Want to talk about clutch performance of the year? And if you see my list right. I made that I sent to you. You see my number right. one that was on there. I'm going to sound super biased, not going to fraud. But now that I'm looking at I'm sitting really looking at the list, I still got to roll with Russell Douglas, man. He's, the comeback with 
That's, that wasn't his first one either. He, when he did that in the end zone with, against Kyler Murray and them, that man. Yeah, that was back. up there. Right there. I mean. We need him. Listen. I don't hate the guy. I hate the Eagles for fucking that guy up. Like, that guy's a it baller. Is. Like, Green Bay learned how to put him out of position, and he made that, – that that interception in the end zone and the game was phenomenal. Like, that absolutely put a dagger in the Cardinals. Like, they went downhill. Like, everyone yeah, – remember everybody had the Cardinals. Cardinals were like, nah, Green Bay's went in. They won because he picked it off. Don't get me wrong. Kyler Murray didn't have a great game that day, but that doesn't matter. It doesn't matter at all. That was a great play. I, I also have another I have another one I want to talk about, which I think should be talked about as clutch performance of the year, was the Baltimore Ravens against the Detroit Lions. We all remember this game where they came down the field in like 20 seconds and Justin Tucker hit, what, a 67-yard field goal? It set the record. I mean, you don't get more clutch than that, bro. Like, <laughs> I want to know right now, if he retires today, Justin Tucker, is he better than Vinatieri and better than you know? You know, yeah, like let's just say, he, is, is he on that Vinatieri level yet? Listen, just because he didn't get a ring. I mean, the talent. This is the, this is like the Brady Rodgers conversation. Right? The talent. Is he the greatest kicker of all time? It, it's hard to put him there because he doesn't have the playoff act. act but that's not that's his fault. True. Like it's a kicker, bro. Like I mean, everybody remembers Vinatieri, Vanderjack, them guys. I think this guy's the best kicker ever. I don't think you can put like a kicker on their Super Bowls or oh he made a game winning field goal in the playoffs. Like they didn't they didn't get a chance to get there or they didn't get a chance to actually need him to do that. So like I don't put that on him. I don't know if Vinny can actually get I don't I've never seen Vinatieri make a sixty yard field. I don't think anyone I've else in the league can make a kick like that. He's he's always been clutch, like Okay, give me down the field. Pressure's not on me. I don't care. I will I'm say this. I think he's the yeah, best kicker. Yeah, I think he's the yeah. best kicker right in history, in my opinion, right now. But we got to wait for that Bengals rookie, baby. That guy is ice cold. That dude's a beast. That's a bad name, man. That, that guy's a beast. A Yo, he don't care, bro. He just comes in. He's like, all right, let's go. I hope I hope he stays that way, McPherson. I hope he stays yeah, that way. Because he reminds me of Justin Tucker, man. Because Justin Tucker was the same way. He's the same way. So I got I got that. And I also want to mention one that I think. This is actually my pick. This is my pick for clutch performance. Uh, the San Francisco 49ers interception to make the playoffs. Um, they, oh, they clinched, yeah, against, they, uh, against the Rams. Yep, yeah. they, they, that interception clinched the game for them, and it clinched them a spot, and they made it all the way to the NFC Championship game because of that play. So I have to roll with that play, man. Like, man, like, ro- shout out to Robbie Gold for uh, you know being perfect. <laughs> yeah. uh, right. You want to talk about a kicker that's money? Talk about a team that money. Yeah, man. <laughs> like I can't remember ever in history of a team that made it as far as San Francisco did without any help from their actual leader, their quarterback. Like every single other part of this team got them there. So like. San Francisco, get a fucking quarterback, man. Like, they would win every year. Like, everybody else on their team does it, but then you got Jimmy G, just sucks. I think that quarterback wears number 12. So Yeah, yeah I'm just saying, though. Like, he's from that great state of California on that side. Like that. Yeah. So I think I think we might see that next year. We'll, we'll see. see. But, we'll um, see. 
Yeah, that was that was definitely that that uh interception in, in the game was definitely clutch. Yeah. Now now we gotta talk about another one. This is gonna be an interesting conversation because there's there's a couple that come to mind. The unstoppable performance of the year. So who do you think had the best single game of the entire year? Well, I'm gonna just say it like this. He's a rookie. We've been speaking about him a lot. Jamar Chase. That 266-yard game with those three TDs, was, he was not a rookie that day. Let's just say that he, he turned into a vet that day. And it was against Kansas City. I mean, oh, 11 catches, 266 yards, and three touchdowns as a rookie? As a rookie? Yeah. Like, that's impressive as a, anybody. You could be a 12-year vet. Like... Unbelievable. I mean, I, I don't know how to pick this because I also think you got to talk about his counterpart, Joe Burrow, against Baltimore when he went 37 for 49 with 526 yards in with four touchdowns. And I want to point this out. so easy. Yeah, exactly. I want to point it out because, like, if you remember correctly, in that game, before that game, the coach of of Baltimore said, don't give the guy the gold jacket yet. And then he came out and did that shit to them, which has never been done to them, anything like that. Yeah. And he fucking did that. And I, I like that performance. That was phenomenal. But in my opinion, the number one performance of the year was none other than the guy we were talking about earlier in the show with, with Jonathan Taylor, where he had fucking 184 yards and fucking five touchdowns. Five like, of them things. And not only yeah, that, five. like... The reason I'm putting this above Jamar Chase is because yeah. they won that game 41 to 15 yeah. against the Bills. Like, I and I was playing against that motherfucker in fantasy football that week. Bad like, man. That, in Bad my opinion, man. like that, that's my play. Uh, JT, five <laughs> touchdowns. Uh, all three of them though, like especially the the Chase and the JT pick, unbelievable. Like, I don't know how you pick either way. Like, phenomenal performances. You can put another performance up there from Joe Burrow, too, because didn't he have a 500 yard game the week after that? Yeah, he had like 496 like, or something. Like, yeah, like, That's there's a couple. Wild. Uh, yeah. Listen, I'll say one thing about this that I, I get out of what we've been talking about so far, especially in the performances and the, the awards. The league set up for a long time with great talent. Because oh God, these guys yeah. that we're talking about aren't it's going anywhere. Talent. These these three guys we just talked better. about, not going anywhere. You're not going anywhere. Like, phenomenal. Now I want to talk about another award that I actually I, – I like this. I actually got a couple guys that I think um, – the overperformer of the year. Now I'm talking about a guy that heavily exceeded expectations. Now we got a couple guys that we can put on that list. We already talked enough about Cooper Cup. Like, we already know. Like, I talked about him in the fantasy thing earlier. Like, you're not getting much better than him. Uh, but who, who's the guy that comes to your mind when you talk about, wow, that guy balled the fuck out this year. He's about to get paid. James Conner. Yeah. Ah, uh, James Conner. 15 CDs, man. 15 CDs. 15. Uh, he, all, he did was, all he did was score touchdowns this year. Like, he, he was money. Let's just say that. <laughs> he was. He didn't have to have a lot of yards. I, he, I granted, I think he had 900, maybe 900 yards rushing this year. Yeah, but the thing was, and he like, wasn't expected to be the starter. Yeah, he didn't get a lot of carries, and he was just getting a touchdown like 
I think it was like yeah, every like two point four carries in the beginning of the year is getting a touchdown, <laughs> which is fucking crazy. Like, and I, I, it pissed me off because I talked about him earlier in the fantasy one. I traded him because I was like, oh, he's not going nowhere. I need a wide receiver. I traded him for Tyler Boyd. Oh man, I was dude. I was so mad. <laughs> like this guy had fifteen touchdowns, bro. Know. You didn't know. I mean. James Conner, before you gotta remember when James Conner had that good year, it wasn't because of the touchdowns. It was because he was putting up numbers. That's like, why it, it makes it even more surprising that he had this many touchdowns. Yeah. You know, uh, <laughs> a, a guy that I want to talk about, we already talked about Debo. I want to talk about the overperformance that Mark Andrews put up. This guy, he was he wasn't even mentioned in being the top three wide the top three tight ends in the league, and he had the best out of all of them. Like phenomenal. Yeah. The thing about Mark Andrews is this, right? He knows he's getting the ball. This is a beautiful. He, he just like, doesn't drop every it. Every team knows he don't drop it. There's no way Lamar is going to go to Hollywood. No way. He's not going to go to Hollywood Brown. No way. Everybody knows. Oh, it's going. To, it's going to Mark Andrews. Everybody. Knows. Every single person knows, and they can't stop him. It's like that meme. Ah, fuck it. Mark Andrews is down there anyway. Like he, yeah. Lamar looks for him, gets to him, and it, they have a good connection. Mark Andrews is a beast, man. He doesn't get talked about enough because we have the George Kittles, the the Kelseys, and the uh, and the uh, Rob Gronkowski's. We don't speak about Mark Andrews because he, yeah, he hasn't broke out as hard as he should have, but he did this year. He just did. He just did. <laughs> uh, he, he gonna be. A, it's he got a lot of good tight ends in this league, man. Like a lot, and oh, he's man. he's right up there with the best of them. Another guy I want to talk about is a guy that. Was on the Super Bowl team from the NFC. Now he's not. Robert Quinn. Robert Quinn. Um, I'm, put, I'm putting him in the list because a lot of you probably don't even realize this guy's numbers. A lot of you probably remember this guy. He was first couple years in the league underperformed, severely underperformed. That's why he got he didn't, he didn't sign didn't back. Win, didn't he win Defensive Player of the Year the one year? I don't think so. Maybe, maybe he went on rookie. With the when he was with the Rams, he won Defense Player of the Year, I believe. Yeah, but then he but he, he went, went downhill. He went, he downhill. went downhill after that. Yeah, I mean this year, guys, Robert Quinn had eighteen and a half sacks and seventeen tackles for a loss. Hell of a year. Could you imagine him alongside of Aaron Donald if he stayed? Oh man, like no one expected that performance from this guy, and he's not even mentioned at all in the conversation yeah. for Defensive Player of the Year at all. He's never been all year because of the team he plays for. But that guy, hell of a performance he put on this year. I mean, I, they were pretty good. He's my pick for overperformer of the year, Robert Quinn. I, if you get a trend here, guys, I like the performers on the defensive end. <laughs> I like the points, but I like the defensive players that can ball the fuck out. I had another guy on here. Uh, I had Diggs. I was going to talk about him a little bit more, but he had 11 interceptions, which was a hell of an overperformance. But he also overperformed on the yards that he allowed. Set a league record. So yeah, he got, he got lit up. Yeah, yeah. he led the league in so like, the yards He's kind of up and down so, on the conversation. <laughs> I mean, he had 11 interceptions, though. Like, holy shit. You're either going to win. You're either going to either gonna get the big play or he's going to get the big play. Yeah. On him, I mean, so. yeah. He had a hell of a year. right? Yep, I, I like seeing the meme. He's the Jameis Winston of defense. <laughs> he really is. I mean, yeah. he really is. Uh, 
But that's it for the awards. But we're going to talk about a little bit before we go about fantasy. I already did a podcast on fantasy uh, football. But now that we have you here, we get to talk about it here right now. So, who are your fantasy players of the year? I'm rolling with Cooper Cup. JT. I could throw Debo in this. I might actually. I'm actually going to roll with the ones that we have here because they all killed me. They Well, they all put in work and I've been beaten <laughs> yeah. by these guys. So I was fortunate enough to have JT and Debo in two of my leagues, so they didn't, they didn't mop me. But I never had Cooper Cup, and I was mad. Cooper Cup literally killed it. Yeah, so. I agree. Yeah, you know what's funny? So I had Debo Samuel on my team. Got him late. Uh, Cooper Cup got picked one pick above me. Earlier in the draft, Jonathan Taylor got picked one pick above me. I was pissed. I could have had all that's three of them. I would not have lost, but hey. Yo, <laughs> I mean, that's what happens like every year. That's why I love fantasy football. I mean, you know, you didn't, ex- I don't care. I like them guys. I did not expect them to have that good of a year like that. Like, not at all. Not at all. Which brings me to the next thing. Not including the guys that we just listed, listed above because they all qualify for this category. Who's your fantasy football steal of the year? This is a tough one. This is a tough we can't one. put the we we're not putting the guys in because Cooper Cup, Debo, John, they're all on there. So besides yeah, that, I had I actually had James Conner this year. I didn't let him go. I, in my one league, because of James Conner, I went from I I was one in seven in my best ball league, and I won ten straight. Now zero oh and seven, sorry, and I won ten straight. That's the steal in my opinion because in fantasy football, touchdowns matter. Yes. And he was scored multiple, multiple, multiple. He had games where he had – he's had a 100-yard game. He's had a 90-plus-yard game. He, he catches the ball. He's he's good. But Beast. having all those touchdowns definitely – definitely. Listen, I, he finished, I, I got him never even wet. Yeah. And even in – think about this. Even in a PPR league, he finished number five at running back. Beast. That's phenomenal. Beast. But uh, my steal of the year was – I actually had two guys on here. Number one I had on – was actually Deontay Johnson from Pittsburgh. Uh, this guy was a catch machine. Very good. He, uh, very good. I started him all year. He was very good. Yeah, he was one of them guys you put in. You know, he's going to get you 15, 16 points. Yeah. He finished number eight at wide receiver, which is great. But my fantasy, my fantasy steal of the year, and I talked about this earlier, talked about this in the other podcast, was the guy that came in ranked number 10 at wide receiver. He actually didn't get drafted. He was probably the best pickup of the year. Uh, Hunter Renfro. Like, bro, I don't know how yeah. you get better than that. He was number 10, yeah. and he wasn't drafted. Listen, Hunter Renfro was good last year. If you looked at him, if you yeah. watched his numbers. But it was kind of like, yeah, but it's like, but eh, he could also be shitty. Yeah, I mean, listen, I didn't like him all year because I'm like, oh, he got targeted. He got targeted. But if you look listen, at I've it. I've argued with you over him. I know. We I, did. I, I love Hunter Renfro. I came He's to my guy who's rocking Chris. I came to my senses. I came to my senses. <laughs> because I was arguing the fact that, oh, yeah, well, you're going to put up them numbers if you get targeted. You get targeted for a reason in this league. Like, He's there's other open. wide receivers on the field that do it. He got targeted that many times for a reason. And he caught a lot of balls. Yes. And Hunter Renfro was a beast. And like I said in the fantasy one that I just did, I feel bad if people did pick him up because people like you kept him on your bench and the dude balled all year. I did. Like, uh, I'm sorry though, but if you started him, pick sure up in the year. 
In our league, I had him riding on the bench. Riding on the bench, bro. <laughs> I mean, well, I had a bunch of dogs at receivers, so it was yeah. kind of hard. But Hunter Ruffles that one player. Listen, I don't know what his contract situation is in Las Vegas. I think he's still signed by there. But if he's not, yeah. he's going to get looked at by a lot of teams. Like, he's good. He's a good player. I like him a lot. And I also liked him earlier. He did the uh, skills challenge. He was awful at it. He was playing quarterback. But he interviewed him. It seems like funny ass dude. I liked him. Oh, he's a good bit. He reminds me of a uh, – he was good in Clemson. I remember him at Clemson yep. being really, really legit. But he wasn't a fast guy. Yeah, no. So but that's I knew, the thing. I knew he wasn't you know, he's just He's one of them guys that like he's like a Cooper Cup. He, his route running phenomenal. And he has great hands. Beautiful. It's- he was a steal of the year. Yeah, he's number ten he, wide receiver, bro. His routes and his feet. Yeah. Uh, which brings me to my last category we got of the night: fantasy football bust of the year. So, oh, I'm gonna go off the bat. Yeah. I want to go off the bat. And I'm gonna snap about this motherfucker too. Mike Davis is fat ass. <laughs> yes. Fucking retire. I'm done with you. Yeah. How are you the primary back, right? You. You know you're gonna primary Brad. You know you can all the carries so you can get the rock. Mike you Davis, fat ass. wide receiver. Cordell, let's let's get this. Let's break this real quick. Cordell Patterson's a wide receiver who, who, who can get the ball in space. Yeah. He literally took your spot. Took your spot and fucked me in fantasy. I picked Mike Davis in the dress because I said this this kid. I, I think he's gonna have a decent year with all they doing. And Atlanta's throw the ball, so when they give him, when the, he gets the rock, he's gonna he's gonna have a good, good year. He didn't do shit. Fuck him. Lose the weight, you fat fuck. Yeah, I actually uh, I called him out in the podcast earlier because I said the same thing. I said, yo, like I don't know what happened to this dude. He reminded me of the guy that played for Carolina. What was the guy's name? He had that one great playoff <laughs> game. Yeah. And he never... he was like a boiler. What the fuck was that guy's name? CJ Anderson. Mike like, What Tober. happened, bro? Like. I mean, am I right? I think it's Mike Tolbert. No, no, no. It was CJ Anderson. Oh, yes. Yeah, he had like that 240 yard rush game in the playoffs and then never played again because yeah. he sucked. He kept eating he too, many fucking, too many Twinkies, <laughs> hanging out with Andy Reid. Uh, but <laughs> I mean, listen, I, we can all sit here and talk about who we know was a bust was uh, Christian McCaffrey. We're going to throw that out there because man was hurt. Uh, yeah. Let's Saquon Barkley be thrown in this conversation as well. So. I brought it up in the in the podcast earlier, and I said I had both of them on my my roster, and I put it up there. Christian McCaffrey played significantly less games than Barkley, but he only had twenty All points right. less. Right. Barkley only had twenty points more, so <laughs> he was still in people's rosters. <laughs> and he was shifting. The funny thing is, Hubbard Hubbard looks really good. First of all, CMC better not get hurt again because Hubbard will take. He's ready to take a spot. He's literally Hubbard carried that team. I started. Chubba Hubbard won me three games straight because of how he went off. Yeah. And two of those games, Christian McCaffrey was a part of. So that tells you something right there. I do want to finish. I mean, we can talk about. Um, I I don't know how I forgot this guy. On my list, I had him on all my list, but I just I would just scroll it up here real quick, and I realized I'd never put him in. Allen Robinson, bum. He he was number twelfth ranked going into the year. He finished eighty second. Bum, bum. I drafted his ass. I know he's a bum. Bum. And I gotta talk about another guy. Another fucking bum. 
in the beginning of the year. I was happy because I drafted this guy after the guy with the, the guy's name from Baltimore, the running back that got hurt. That was his name. Why well, can't I think of his name? Hollywood Brown. Nah, the running back from Baltimore that got hurt in the beginning of the year. Uh, J.K. Dobbins. So Dobbins, Dobbins got hurt in the draft, and I took this guy after him, and I was so happy I took him after. I wish I would have took Dobbins and didn't have this guy on my roster. I'm talking about Clyde Edwards. What the fuck are you doing, Clyde? You suck. I understand Andy Reid is never good with running backs, but this man finished ranked 42nd, bro. Two of his backup running backs played less games than him and had more points than him. And I kept playing this motherfucker. Hate you, Clyde. You're gone. Hey, well, they stopped throwing the ball to him, first of all. For some odd reason, Pat Pat didn't even look his way. Because he couldn't catch. He kept fumbling. <laughs> he's he's known but he's known for being a, a double a Swiss Army knife, a guy catch and run. Well he ain't. He's he a Swiss Army out. knife he that care. Yeah. He's a Swiss Army knife that helps the defense. That's what he is. But he's up there. He's, he's bad. He's I mean he's the name, but yeah. Yeah. Uh we're gonna do an episode on this before. But before we get out of here, I gotta get your early prediction for the Super Bowl. What do you got for the Super Bowl right now? I'm gonna go with the Rams. They're gonna win twenty. You know what though? It's probably gonna be like a thirty-one, like twenty. It's gonna be a high-scoring game. I believe. All right, so you're going with not too high. I think, I think eventually Aaron Donald and them they're eventually gonna get on their ass. You know, um, yeah. what scares me is Jalen Ramsey versus uh, Jamar Chase. Yeah. We're gonna see how elite he is. We're gonna see how elite uh, Jamar Chase is. But we know when elite receivers see Jalen Ramsey, they cook. Him. Listen, I'm gonna I want to so bring this point up. I'm not arguing with you because my initial thought was Rams probably win the high-scoring game. However, however, I'm saying this. Somehow, Cincinnati is going to somehow find a way to stop Aaron Donald. I don't know how they're going to do it. They're going to stop him, though, because that, that's key. Like, if they don't stop Aaron Donald, Joe Burrow is going to get hurt. Not only is he going to get hit, he's going to get hurt. But I'm saying this. The last two teams to beat the Tennessee Titans as the number one seed were both the Baltimore Ravens, and both years they won the Super Bowl. So let's go Bengals, baby. I got the Bengals winning 34-28. to 28. So if you guys are doing our squares, fucking take those numbers. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be getting those numbers out. Don't get me wrong. We will be getting these numbers out this week. We might be getting some prop bets out this week. I was thinking about it. But look, like I said, I think it's gonna be a high scoring game as well. Yeah, it's a good Super Bowl. But there's not a single person on that on that on that uh Bengals defense that's gonna stop Cooper Cup. Let's be real here. Like that that's a difference maker in my opinion. You know Eli Apple and neither one of them corners, they're both trash, in my opinion. I, I think uh so, everybody's taking like early MVPs. Don't sleep on Odell for being an MVP of this game. For real. That's another factor. And I think on defense, we're missing one guy. We're not talking about one guy. We're not talking about Vaughn Listen, Miller. listen. I, I've been saying it every time I talk about it. Playoff Vaughn. The dude is different in bad, the playoffs. Man, he's a bad man. <laughs> he's my favorite linebacker of all time. And that dude I, is a beast. I said, I said, I think about a year ago, the greatest, he's probably the one of our greatest linebackers of our generation. Absolutely. Okay. I would say the 2010s. Probably the 2010s. Vaughn is probably if one of the best defense players. He's arguably a big. top five linebacker of all time. 
Uh, yeah, I mean, you? hell, especially on the outside, the current game, especially like he game. actually runs camps to train linebackers. Yeah. He's that good. Let's not he's love Von Vaughn's a beast, man. I gotta give him props. Uh, I love that he's like awake again. Yeah, he's, he's I awake. Mean, he's you go, you go to a team in LA that you know you got all this star power. You're living in LA, like I get it. Plus, you got Aaron Donald in front of you and Jalen Ramsey in back of you. Not that hard Eric, to be yourself. Eric Waddle back too. Eric Waddle's starting safety now. So oh man, they got him. Yeah, back. first game back almost killed somebody. <laughs> like, <laughs> but that's the parents was nasty. <laughs> like, dude, that was bad. He crushed that guy. But yeah, I, I think we got a good Super Bowl coming up. We'll probably break it down again, guys. But I hope you guys enjoyed yeah. our awards. And if you're watching this episode, if you're listening to it, comment on our Facebook group. Let us know who you think won. If we got it wrong. Because there's a lot of other people that could validate for some of these awards. So let us know. But take the floor, bro. All right, y'all. Thank y'all for watching. Just know, it's debate season, baby. We got a lot of those coming up. Of course, we have the Super Bowl. We have a lot of boxing talk in the May. Basketball's back. We have March Madness. Just tune in. You're not getting it real or anywhere else. You're not getting it better. I don't cap myself up too much. It's not my thing. But there's nobody better than this group. There's nobody better than this tube life. It's more than just a group. It's a, it's a community. It's a lifestyle. It's a brand. So follow it. Fuck yeah. Absolutely. Couldn't have said it better, man. And like, like you said, guys, it's debate season. We already got three debates set up for the next couple of weeks. Tune in for them. They're going to be fun. And like I always say in the last couple episodes, if you got a sports topic you want to talk about that's very controversial or you got somebody that doesn't agree with you, Throw down the gauntlet, get in the ring, and let's make it happen. Like I said, whoever whoever wants that smoke, come and get it. Let's do it. I hope I ain't scared nobody else in the last debate. Hope I ain't scared nobody. Let go in. Hope I ain't scared nobody, but I got a Kobe and Michael debate. There's a man out there that will that does dis- disagree with me. I don't think he wants that smoke. We got to wait for him. So, we got a debate coming up, too. We got to wait for him. So don't mean you can't confirm another say. call him out. Call him out, man. I mean, yeah, well, you know what? Listen, Matt got his hands full. Is coming up with a debate. Matt, Matty G got his hands full. Gio got his. You know, he got a, a good one coming up against our, our man Jason. We'll see how he does in this one. Yeah. So guys, to break it down before we get out of here, we got the three debates coming up. We got on next Thursday. We're going to be having a debate between my man Craig Wildy, Mister Flawless himself. And Dave Gambone, we got them coming up. They're going to be arguing about tennis. So I know you guys don't watch tennis. A lot of us don't. But we're all about all sports, and these guys are two of the best. We got Roger Federer versus Rafael Nadal. Tune in because there's going to be a lot of great information going in, and it's going to make you just like sports and competition even more. This is why I'm glad this debate's happening because I think both Dave and Craig are going to bring a lot of awareness to to these guys. Like, yo. I didn't know these guys. Like a lot of people are just casual fans. I'm like, yo, I didn't know these guys were that good. Yeah. I think Craig and Dave are. Both. And We've had Dave on here before. We know how he is. We know the aggressive, comedic, <laughs> but very knowledgeable. Yeah. So this is gonna be good. And we know Mr. Flawless himself, Craig. He's gonna shoot out. He's gonna just shoot shit at you all day. I will say this, so guys. This uh, I already went up against Craig, and Craig went up against me. And, and John Jones, Khabib, he didn't stand a chance. I'm not knocking you, bro. It's just. I had all the facts. I had all the numbers. It was just, you can't argue it. Uh, but it was fun. The point of that debate wasn't to see who won, whatever, who cares. It was to get yeah. you guys to realize that it's all fun and games. Now, yeah. this podcast 
that they're going to debate about is going to take it to a whole new level because these guys have been blowing my phone up in a group text and they got a week and I'm not even reading it because I don't want to see what they're saying. Listen, it's going to be, they're going to be going at each other. This debate might be an early candidate for a debate of the year. (laughs) Me and Steve lit it it the fuck up. Let's be real. They're going to be, uh, we lit it up. Yeah, but. You guys didn't really come at each other. They're going to be coming at each other. <laughs> like, these two, I'm about to say, these two, it's going to be, you're going to be surprised if they don't throw, throw hands. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to be at each other. We have the mute buttons. I might mute them a couple times uh, here and there, but <laughs> it's going, it's going to be a good debate. Uh, and then after that, after that, we do have another UFC debate coming up. We got our man Jason Fagan coming up versus Matt Giovinco, who Matt has been on the podcast before. They're debating George St. Pierre versus Silva. That's going to be great because we got, in my opinion, the next two goats. And I will say this, Paul. Jason is a very busy man. And getting him scheduled was kind of hard. So if he can't step in on this debate, this date, yours truly will be stepping in. I'll be stepping in. Listen, I want Jason Jason in the debate because Jason, every time we post something, he knows his shit. But if Jason can't step in, Gio – you ain't getting out of this one. I already argued John Jones. That's irrelevant. I will be arguing GSP. I will not argue against GSP, but I will argue for GSP. So we're going to have a good debate regardless of who it is. So wait, is Matt all for uh, Anderson Silva? So Matt is for Anderson Silva, and Jason okay. has right. GSP. And I, we set this debate up because Matt actually called me out about it. He's like, I'll argue GSP. Silva and I was like, I ain't arguing GSP. I have his tattoo. <laughs> Listen, I got. I already argued John Jones, but I think yeah. GSP is one one A and one B. So I mean, it's gonna be a good debate. Anderson Silva is one of the most electrifying guys I've ever seen in any combat sports. So favorite fighter. But I, I also so. have a very very good argument against him, which goes absolute. Yeah. So if, if I'm arguing against Silva, it would be the opposite of what I said for Jones. And we already know I got I I already gave all the dominant information. So like Gio, if you want to argue about some of the stuff that's going to come up with 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 Silva, just go listen to what yeah. I said because I said a lot of things that you can't debate about. And that's true. It could, they're they're kind of going to be the same, a little different. Um, but that'll be up. And then after that, after that, the first Wednesday in March, March second, yours truly will actually be on a scheduled debate. Against my man Carmen Pratt. Yo, Carmen, 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 Carmen. Listen, listen. I couldn't get my message out fast enough after Kansas City choked in that game. I put that shit up right away. Listen, because I was. You definitely threw that going out. Right away. I didn't even mention the game. Right away. Yeah. So I put right in our group, guys. I said, who the fuck was the one that said Andy Reid was the GOAT? Where are you? Because I didn't remember who it was. And listen, I like Andy Reid. I think Andy Reid is a phenomenal coach. He's a player's coach. But I'm going to step in the ring and argue against him. And now everybody always says, oh, who are you taking, Bill Belichick? Listen, I want to make it a good conversation. I think Bill Belichick is, we're going to argue he cheated, this and that. I don't feel like talking about that anymore. It's just, I don't feel like talking about it. It's the same shit I just talked about with John Jones. Don't feel like talking about it. So me and Paulie, yo, we were actually sitting there. We were talking about who we could get. And we came up with a good one. We got Andy Reid versus Bill Parcells. Beautiful. It's a beautiful fight. I think this will be a beautiful debate because 
People don't, they forget who Bill Parcells is sometimes and how much he's done for this game. Not to mention, he does have, he does have the rings to show. Yeah. He it's going to be a good one. He built two franchises. He did, man. I mean, his but, coaching tree is nasty. There's a lot we of. We would just ask him to roll yeah. over, but that's a different story. There's a lot of good things to have both on Andy Reid and Bill Parcells. That's why I chose him because I yeah. think I tried to get a guy that was closer to our generation. Because yeah. let's let's be frank, there's no one in the generation right now that stands up with Andy. Like there, it really isn't. Like other than Bill, I didn't want to do Bill, so we had to take somebody that was close to it. We could have done Lombardi, Walsh, all these guys, but they're too Marvel far. Lee, my pick, I would have said Marvel Lee because uh, he went to four Super Bowls, he lost four straight. Yeah, Andy, if he didn't win, if he didn't beat, um, if he didn't take that win against San Fran. We'd be talking about him like he is Marvin. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I mean, the guys uh, in the what, five, yeah. six NFC championships. So, I mean, Bill Parcells and Andy Reid is about as close as you can get to kind of similarities in coaching. There's it's some true. differences, obviously. We're going to bring them up. Not going to put my stats away. Sure, I've so been, I'm agreeing with it because I love the fight. Yeah, so we'll see. I mean, I never would have thought I would take a Giants and a Cowboys guy in a debate. Like, But, hey, yeah. <laughs> I mean, here we are. And after that, we got two debates that we got pending. First one we got pending is my man Nick and my man Tim. They're going to be arguing after tax season because my man Nick is busy with taxes. He can't get it yet. He hates Tom Brady. Absolutely hates the guy. Has hated him his entire life. He thinks he's he, – I, I, he hates him. Hates him. But he, the guy Tim thinks like me. He's like Tom Brady's like that man. We set this debate up before Tom Brady retired, but it just works perfectly now that he retired. We got Tom Brady – Versus Aaron Rodgers, I can't wait to hear this debate. Think, it's going to be a good I debate. I don't think I should. I don't think I should be a part of this. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> the thing about this is Nick is the white Eric. It's the white Eric. He gonna come. He gonna have fast, and he's gonna be very fucking loud. Tim is like you. Tim's like you. He's going to have facts, and he's going to be loud right back at you. So I'm telling you, yo, this conversation, guys, when we do set this one up, it's going to be great. Uh, I, oh, Tom Brady, Rodgers, we get to hear him again. Now, nah, it's going to be a very in-depth debate, and you're going to hear a lot of like jabs about each other in this one. That would be pretty funny because they're good friends as well in my other fantasy league. And then after that, like we said earlier, we got my man Paul. He's looking for a debate. We got Michael Jordan rose Kobe Bryant. So I'm ready for that one. Listen, I've been dabbling all week with, with this Kobe, these Kobe facts. I'm ready for a fight. Yeah, you said, you sent me that shit this morning. I was like, what did the hell does this have to do with? <laughs> every, every day. Every day I have something. I have something. Like, it's... I got Kobe being a better than Mike. So, that's going to ring a lot of bells. Because, oh, LeBron, LeBron, nah. Don't forget about Kobe now. Listen, I like we already that. Had LeBron versus, we already had our very first live debate was LeBron and Mike. My turn. I want Kobe versus Mike. It's my turn. I like so, it. So whoever wants that smoke, hit me up. Matt, if you don't want to do it, I understand that. Listen, it's all good. You got some business to handle. So whoever wants some smoke, come holler. I got it. We heard it here, guys. He's throwing the gauntlet down to anybody. He has Kobe Bryant over Michael Jordan. That's going to ruffle a lot of feathers. So jump in all at once, and we'll pick who we want. Yeah. But other than that, like, if you guys want to step in for a debate, it could literally be about anything. Hell, y'all can come argue about who's better, Jack Nicholson or Tiger Woods. 
Because you can argue that shit too. We don't care. (laughs) (laughs) The more difficult, the more interesting. So when these other sports come in here, like hockey, uh, golf, tennis, these debates are going to be great. So I I, I really do hope we have more Jack Nicklaus. Yeah, and I want to I want to remind everyone too. I want to remind you guys that it doesn't have to be oh this guy's the best athlete in this sport or vice versa. Like we already had Jason Kidd, Steve Nash. They're clearly not the best, but that shit was a very equal and good debate. We got Andy Reid and Parcells, clearly not the best. Andy, this guy thinks he is, but eh, we're not we're not arguing that. We're arguing that Parcells and Andy. Um, we got other topics you can talk about. Now, you can talk about the best team. We want to hear – I actually want to hear an argument between the Warriors team and the Chicago Bulls team. I would love to yeah, hear that debate. That, That's a great debate. Yo, I'm glad you bring that up because you know what? That would be make that would make a hell of a debate. Yeah. You have that, that Warriors team and that, 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 that Chicago team. I want to see two guys break this down and see why that team's better than that one. Yeah. That's something that would be good to watch. Absolutely, absolutely. But we're going to call it a day, guys. We appreciate y'all listening to us. If you're listening to us on YouTube, please subscribe, please share. If you're listening to us on the audio, please share us, tag us, reach out to us. We'll get you on the podcast. So thanks again, guys. Paulie, finish it off. Let's get the hell out of here. All right, brother. All right, man. Thanks, guys. Peace out.